with me, the Diva with Depression. I hope everybody is doing well today. I hope that you guys are being peaceful and loving and kind. I'm not, but I'm glad. I hope you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know, well, you guys probably don't know, but April is Autism Awareness Month. And I wanted to do something special because I, you know, when I read, you guys know me and my Google facts. I'm always reading and I know that autism and mental health are connected, closely connected. And who best to talk to about autism awareness than my sister, bestest friend, Lynn Cotton. And you guys heard Lynn Cotton with the caregiver interview. So let's welcome her back. Hi, Twinster. Hi, Twenty. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for having me back and thank you so much for doing this. You know how important this is to me. So I appreciate it. You know, um, I I have to post a picture, guys, but I made an autism awareness brief last year for Lynn. And every time I look at it, I'm I'm just so overwhelmed because I think that (laughs) it's such an important conversation to have, you know, Lynn, and we don't have it. Know who he is. <laughs> yes, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, that that wreath, by the way, is beautiful. And oh. I I had I had the Easter Bunny wreath up, so I've changed <laughs> it and put that one up now. <laughs> I love it. But it's beautiful. But yeah, you're right. We do not. We do not. It is better than it was before. But that is something that um glad I'm seeing a little change in and and Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll continue to see progress with that because you know like when you start thinking about people I know with me when I start thinking about people you know growing up and you always left them aside or family members just you know tolerated them or put them aside nobody ever Mm -hmm. did the research to find out what was wrong no no we have we you're right we've come a long way yeah go ahead go ahead (laughs) no I was just gonna just gonna kind of piggyback on what you said and and say you're right um years ago it was not the same as it is now it was more so um something is wrong with this child and we're gonna put them aside and we're not gonna talk about it we're not gonna try and figure out what's going on we're just gonna who push them aside. We'll, we'll love them, but we're going to love them from afar and or behind closed doors. So that has changed, but definitely more visibility now than ever before. Exactly. Because, you know, you know, like they're put in, you know, different special education classes or, mm-hmm. you know, they're considered the R word. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we're going to talk about my buddy in a minute. <laughs> because I learned, you know, I learned, I learned so much since being your friend. So um, <laughs> you guys know that me and my, my Google facts three o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> and, and you are, I'm glad you do that. You're much better with the numbers than I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really wish I could go to sleep instead of going on Google. <laughs> so the Google fact, the meaning of autism is a developmental disability caused by differences in the brain. And as you guys hear, there's no negative (laughs) connotation with autism. Mm -hmm. And ASD, which I just found out when I was doing my research, is the autism spectrum disorder. And that's Mm -hmm. the clinical definition for autism. Right, right. I I didn't know that there was a separate, you know, word word for it. So that's awesome. Yes. And that's actually, you know, how climates change and, and, and um, now the PC term, I think, or the, I won't say the PC term, but the more popular term I believe is on the spectrum instead of saying autistic or autism. Um, But I still, I'm old school. 
I'm old school. I'm old school. So it's like, I'm always, I'm still going to say autism oh, yeah. and artistic, but I will definitely be respectful of those who want to be called something different or, or categorized as something yeah. different. But uh, for me, we can use autism. Autistic is fine. Oh, cool. Well, let's get started. Yes. Tell me about <laughs> my baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell us about Rod and why. Mm-hmm you are such a huge advocate for autism awareness. Well, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. If uh, you all you all don't remember, if I didn't say before, Roderick is, uh, he'll actually be 28 years old this, this month. And um, he was a uh, extreme preemie. Um, and as a result of the medications that he had to take when he was premature, when, after he was born, he had a hearing impairment which we knew would happen. I mean, we knew happened prior to him even being discharged from the hospital. Um, I'm saying that to say that just like other conditions, um, autism can present in similar ways to other disabilities or challenges or impairments that people may have, including hearing impairment. Hearing impaired, you often see hearing impaired uh, people or babies, children, they love things that are linear, they love lights, they uh, don't react to sounds the way others do. Uh, Their movements may even be a little different depending on the reason for the hearing impairment. Well, those things were going on with my son too, Mm -hmm. um, but he also had the hearing impairment. So it took a while for me to recognize the symptoms the first symptom that he had um, that presented before um, anything else that let me know this was nothing to do with hearing impairment was a little twitch he had in his head and he would move it back and forth between his shoulder and Mm -hmm. he wouldn't stop. And that was when he was about three years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I I said something to the pediatrician. I said something to the therapist that he was going to physical and occupational therapist and the developmental clinics that he was going to because of the prematurity and Mm -hmm. everybody, literally everyone said, no, it's not autism. No, it's not autism. No, it's not autism. And I um, fought for seven more years before we could actually get a diagnosis. Wow. He was 10 years old. By the time we could get a diagnosis and without a diagnosis, as many people know, you can't get certain treatments. And um, at that time, though, there weren't as many um, specialized educational tools or Mm -hmm. or treatments and counseling and things like that as there are now. Um, And there were some that weren't and they definitely weren't as prevalent as they are now. And um, the the number has definitely increased in, in options that people have. Uh, But one thing that has never changed is um, early diagnosis and treatment uh, Mm -hmm. is is the best. And we were basically denied that um, because no one listened to the person who knew him best. And that was me. So from here, from, you know, even from the very beginning, I was an advocate for so many other things for him. Mm -hmm. But that was one thing I also focused on because the lack of uh, support in the school system was not going to be lost on him because no one would listen to me. So even though he couldn't get that autism diagnosis, he still got special treatment in school that Mm -hmm. was needed to help him grow and, and help him succeed. Wow. Well, I, you know, I was listening on the tickety talk (laughs) (laughs) and someone, and I'm not sure, I don't know if I saved the video, but she was saying the same thing that it took so long to get a diagnosis, like the Mm -hmm. specific autism diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It took so long for her to get a diagnosis and that complicates things Yeah, because you don't know how to handle, um, you know, like what's going on. I don't right. A lot of people right. don't have any knowledge of it going in, so they don't know what to ask. That's true. They don't know what to ask. Some some people don't even know what to look for. And I'll say that I did have a little advantage because 
um, growing up, I was exposed to a couple of people who had uh, been diagnosed with autism. And um, but it was very extreme cases, of course, because that's when you're diagnosed early. Uh, that was when you were diagnosed early back 50 years ago is when they, the, the extreme cases of um, autism where every noise, every touch, everything bothers the child and they rock and that, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like I, when I say extreme, I mean, extreme cases. And, um, but some of those symptoms presented, uh, with Roderick and that let me know that I I knew this had nothing to do with his hearing impairment. It had everything to do with autism. Um, but a lot of people don't get that opportunity to, uh, be exposed early on. So they didn't know what they were looking for and they didn't know what they saw in their own child early on either, um, so I, I did have a little bit of an advantage and now it, it's easier to get that diagnosis. I hate to say that I don't hate to say this because it has happened before with other things. There may be an overdiagnosis now because it's such a spotlight on autism, you know, so it's a double edged sword sometimes with, with the awareness. Yes. And it's not just our communities now, it's other communities. So it's important mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because where, of course, all, where do all the treatments come from? Exactly. You know, you're not digressing. You're getting into the uh, the actual reality of right. the parents who are mm-hmm. uh, people of color, uh, who are people of color who have children with autism. Mm-hmm. And we get lost in this this system. And it's not fair to forget the parent, not forget the parents or the caregiver, but it's not fair to them, but it's definitely not fair to that individual whose m- many opportunities are lost because of their skin color or their economic background or economic situation. And it's not fair. Yeah. Well, you guys know that I did two episodes on medical racism because um, it's so real. I, as a matter of fact, mm. side, you know, us in our conversation sidebar, I was yes. watching something yesterday and, um, on, on the tickety talk. And this woman <laughs> is was um, furious because she said, now we have an opioid crisis. And oh, yes. In crisis. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, it was black thugs, black drug addicts, um, mm-hmm. crackheads. Or um, hillbillies. Oh, or yes. hillbillies. Yes. That was the, uh, yes, yes, um, yes. And now there's all these treatment centers and insurance covers it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But this like is this said, is the great thing about podcasts and conversations. It opens up new opportunities for conversations exactly. that are needed. So exactly. Yeah. Um, you know me, I'll go on for days. Um, <laughs> because I'm in it, you know, with the mental health condition, it's just unbelievable. Right. So, oh. Back to the deeper stuff real quick. <laughs> so, actually, it, this is going to be a good one because I, I started for you. The CDC okay. says that every the average is one in every 59 eight-year-old children in the U.S. have ASD. Mm. Boys are four times more likely yes. than girls. Yes. I, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they say that there's different things that cause, you know, that could affect it. There's no one thing. Right. Um, at, you know, but it's genetics and environment. But I thought this was interesting because of you. And it said, if one child in the family has ACD, the siblings have a chance. It's possible that the siblings will also have ASD. And then with twins, if you have mm. identical twins, mm. if one has it, the other one is more likely to have it. Did not know that. Yes, I, I'm going to have to send this clip to you. <laughs> um, Did not then, know that. The other is relatives or children with autism show minor signs of communication difficulties. And I don't know, like that line there, I don't know is if you're in the middle of it, you start, you know, when family members, you stop to start to adapt to different things and then everybody ends up doing things alike. So yeah. that's what I thought about. But the twin fact was really interesting for to say to you. Um, to talk to you about and I wanted to let you know that um, because that is that's news to me yeah yeah uh, because I don't know if everybody remembers you saying that Roddy had a twin um, right and so I 
I that was very interesting to me. Very, so, that is, that is. I had no idea that that was that yes. was the case. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And since there's no medical, there, there's no set medical treatment, not treatment, diagnosis, like you said, mm-hmm. these things go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will say that um, I remember once. I realized he was um, autistic mm-hmm. before he actually got the diagnosis. Um, I did find out that it was more prevalent when it comes to boys mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than girls. And um, to see the severity is also more prevalent in boys than than girls. Wow. So uh, especially the um, um, those who are on the spectrum and are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roderick, I think, would be verbal. He is verbal. Yeah. He is not nonverbal. He yeah. is just um, his his verbalization is 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 uh, challenged because of right. his hearing impairment, not because of right. his autism. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said that I was going to write this down and tell you uh, talk about this because you know I, I've said this over the twenty years, Roderick. When you would, um, when we would babysit Roderick, mm-hmm. um, the, the one time that, of course, you have to have apple juice because that's Roderick's favorite. <laughs> and um, but one and time, it still is. I asked him recently. <laughs> it still is. And I, and I always keep some in the refrigerator. For me. Um, <laughs> when he came by the house one time, Anthony had been, um, I, I, it was one time that he had like an HVAC book or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm worried about entertaining Rod or whatever. And Roderick went and got that book and he did not put it down until you came to get him. And then, you know, <laughs> and I was like, is he really reading this? We were all so fascinated because it's such a boring thing, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it, listen, you know me and my baby. But, but what's interesting about that is, you know, we're saying, oh, that's so boring. But there are people out there who really know are yes. interested in stuff like that. And so when um, it's kind of said, been said lightheartedly in movies and in TV shows and in conversations I've actually heard or had with other people where people say, you know, I really think, um, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with a person who has autism. It's just that we haven't reached their level of thinking yet. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, you know what? In a way, I think you are actually right they hone in on their skills and it's like all else be damned it doesn't matter what that person thinks it doesn't matter what society thinks I like what I like and I am going to be interested (laughs) in it and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to you know (laughs) so and while they may have you know and I do know that the neurological aspect of it not wanting to be touched not Mm -hmm. having the emotional connections that um Um, some others may have um, can be difficult and it's more of a challenge for us uh, sometimes than it is for them. It's, it's, it's because I think we, we think about our own boundaries. We don't think about theirs and we think ours is okay. We're the norm. We're the norm. So they should be okay with a handshake, a hug, eye contact, this, and, and to them, it's like, no, it isn't. So, I feel like sometimes it's it's it should be more of a challenge for us to right. adapt and respect that exactly. than it should be for them to adapt to our world. And right. I'm putting our in quotes, you know, right. uh, quotation marks. But yeah. So anyway, th- th- we kind of digress, but in <laughs> a sense, brought it still back to the topic. No, really. And I don't like to be touched either. So, <laughs> you know, and, and exactly. You but know. you do you, you know how more adults now are also being diagnosed yes. as being on the spectrum? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially uh, with ADD and ADHD, yeah. just a childhood thing. But now that adults are are learning that they live with ADD and ADHD, some mm-hmm. of them are finding out that they are indeed on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's I think it's comforting, you know, because all yeah. of your life and all of this time you think something is wrong with you. Wrong, right. There's mm-hmm. no, I'm just different. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just me. That's yeah. what it is. I guess I'm different. I told a lady, um, um, 
a lady that I met within the last few months recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm weird, but I embrace my weird. I, I call it weird or whatever you want to, <laughs> but I embrace it. And I, and I think it would be very boring to be like everybody else. <laughs> you <Exactly. know? laughs> uh, yeah. So you said that you noticed things at three and mm-hmm. then was diagnosed at 10. So mm-hmm. bet- in, in between, how did you handle sort of, you know, being in a dark as far as the diagnosis was concerned? How did you handle Roderick during that time? Well, um, two different things I had to kind of manage and that's just, inter- you know, being a mom and, and being home with him and mm-hmm. also um, his education and, and um, his progress as uh, a, pre- a preschooler mm-hmm. because at that time they want to be sure that they are, um, they go by diagnosis to put you in a certain classroom right. and, and without him having that diagnosis, he had to be placed in a classroom that um, probably was not best for him. Mm-hmm. but it still benefited him. Um, and that's one of the things I had to be sure of. First, you're going to be sure that he has an interpreter um, mm-hmm. so that the lessons won't be lost on on uh, on him because there's no one there to use sign language for him. Right. Um, and secondly, you're going to be sure that you um, make sure he is comfortable I know you have other kids in the classroom, but that's one of the things I had to, I would go and meet with his teachers about and say, this is what he likes. This is what he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And while I, the management of the classroom can be difficult, I knew that in preschool and grade school, they would have um, teacher assistance. And we were lucky, blessed, chosen, however you want to put it, that we had some great teacher assistants in those classrooms, mm-hmm. uh, people that don't get a lot of praise. They mm-hmm. were absolutely wonderful. And, and a couple of them ended up becoming like family. And one even kept, uh, watched my son for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way was to make sure that the school system and, and those who interacted with him knew what he was about, what he liked in the best way that I saw that he learned. And the way I found out he learned was just trial and error at home and spending time mm-hmm. with him. Um, and maybe, and I'm going to say this also, uh, parents are on the phone so much and wanting to capture everything on camera so much that they're not really taking the time sometimes to pay attention to these toddlers and missing some of the signs of um possibly not developing in a way that uh, you would expect them to uh, put the phone down, pay attention to your child and see how they learn. And that that information can be very helpful to the teachers later on, too. Um, I, I, I figured out how my child learned and I entertained him at the same time. And while I got tired because being a single mom is difficult anyway. Absolutely. But being a single mom with a child who has special needs, it it was uh, it was it was something that I had to just make a lot of adjustments for, and mm-hmm. sometimes that was a day to day adjustment and, and figure mm-hmm. out. And I definitely had to find trustworthy people to bring into his his orbit, so to speak, so that um, I wouldn't be alone all of the time in caring for him. And um, so that's where when I moved from one city to another and moved now to where we are, I'm grateful for those I've met here. And and you're definitely one of them, because Mm -hmm. without you all, there's no way that I would have been able to maintain my own sanity by having a life of my own. So um, and, and even when I go out and do things myself, I still have my child on my mind all of the time. <laughs> and I was talking again, a lady that I was speaking with um, recently who mm-hmm. has never met him, um, but knows that 
he is an adult. She says, sometimes when you're talking about him, I forget how old he is. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, because I'm just thinking of this little kid. And I was like, well, remember how old I am. You'll remember how old he is. But you know, <laughs> I don't have a little baby, but I get it. I get it. Um, because he's he's still so innocent in a lot of ways. Right. But I I try to focus on that and be okay with it and mm-hmm. and nurture whatever it is that he wants to do um even now and that means fighting a a treacherous system for adults with autism or special needs it's a different world for them (laughs) you know people call the helpline and i hear these stories and um it gets me angry because there's just not enough resources available for everyone you Mm -hmm. know that's living with these different situations um Mm -hmm. I don't know if we meant if you said this already, but is his thinking what level is brought on? I know he's 27. Mm-hmm. Is he 27? If that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is definitely not 27 anywhere, okay. you know. Um, okay. You wouldn't even look at him physically and think he is 27 years old. Um, okay. So it's hard to say because I'm one of those parents that um, I, I, rem- I saw what was on a report when he was in mm-hmm. school. I paid attention to it then. I don't remember it now because it really didn't mean as much as I thought it did, okay. if that makes sense. You know, yeah. um, I just know that he has difficulty understanding um, emotional things. Okay. He has difficulty understanding uh, or rationalizing certain, you know, things and being logical about uh, things. Mm-hmm. He, his ability to communicate is very, very low, very low. Um, and that's a combination of autistic and, and hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do math better than most of us. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yes, he can do math better than most of us. And um, as a matter of fact, he is in a program at the community college. And we're thinking about him moving on from the program because the, the teacher said, we think Roderick is bored. He knows this and he is bored. And I said, okay, I I will talk (laughs) with him. And, and sure enough, that is exactly what he said. Yes. I said, are you bored or still having fun bored? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. But um, (laughs) so math is great language, not so great spelling, horrible, Uh, (laughs) you know, so he has memory is really good though. And that's that's something that's interesting about Roderick. He has a great memory for certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can see things. His his and this is where the medical terms and technical terms. I'm not a uh, really don't know, but it's like this hand eye coordination thing. He sees things mm-hmm. that like I can't see. He can put a puzzle together like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. You know, the like the just like the Legos. Yeah. yeah. it fascinates me because I can't do it Uh, I I mean all I they give me Legos to build I'll build a block now he doesn't have a lot of that's the difference too imagination is Mm -hmm. not there the imagination is not there I'm sorry hold on (laughs) okay the imagination is not there but the the ability to follow that that guide the guidebook or the instructions Mm -hmm. oh he can put that Thing together and they all say two weeks and it's done in, in two days so he's wow. he's just he has um just different abilities all over the place a wide range which is also very typical of those on the spectrum yeah he he fascinates me um you know and lauren says this all the time she goes how does he remember me he doesn't see me so much i say he knows who l is he knows who l is <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes he just he has that great memory yes he does Mm -hmm. in the birth dates but you know how um (laughs) i I, it's funny because you know how people think about their astrological 
sign. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if Rod is thinking, well, that's a Virgo because her birthday is such and such and such because that's so important to him to know, you know? Well, you know, and that's something that I've also had to do as a mom is figure out, I try to figure out why he does certain things because mm-hmm. we all do, we all have our things. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and we think about it, most, most of us probably overanalyze what we do and why. And so I try to do that for him because I, you know, I don't know for sure whether he does, but I have a feeling it's not that deep for him. You know, it's just, I like what I like and that's it. I don't need to know why it is what it is. And that's all (laughs) there is to it. So, but for him, I think, you know, it's not about personalities. It's not about um, anything like that. It's a concrete thing for him. It's about Mm -hmm. how old are you? Uh, (laughs) how old are you and are you considered old for a human being (laughs) or are you considered young for a human being are you close to my age you know that kind of thing that's that's what he's thinking about (laughs) so um my next google fact you're gonna like this well not like this but this is how it ties in because i wanted to share how the autism spectrum related to mental health uh-huh. And, um, but I think everything relates to mental health, but this is something that we need to break down. Uh-huh. Um, scientists state that there are several factors like mental illness that contribute to autism. And they have it listed as a comorbidity. Um, uh-huh. And they say that people with ASD have a significantly, significantly increased risk in developing a mental health disorder. Uh-huh. Um, and, mm-hmm. and one of the things, you know, like they, they go through anxiety and yes. um, poor sleep, irritability, motivation and sadness. And, uh, you know, as they get older, like the self-care and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that stood out to me was the OCD symptoms mm-hmm. and how, you know, going back to how we grew up, OCD was, was, was quirks, you know, mm-hmm. quirks. Mm-hmm. you know, like me, I always had to have and it's still like my kitchen has to be clean, but the rest of the, the rest of everything mm-hmm. looks like shit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you have to do things a certain way. So, you know, if you think about anxiety, depression, OCD, um, you know, and the different types of mental illnesses, have you ever noticed that in Rod? Absolutely. I have noticed um, the OCD when it comes to first, let me say this. Um, there is OCD in my family. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I should have said that when you Mm -hmm. mentioned that before. Yes, there is OCD in my family. As a matter of fact, one of my brothers had, like you were talking about the quirks, he had to uh, do certain things a certain number of times every single time, turn around in a doorway, hit uh, hit the, um, you know, the little string that comes from Mm -hmm. the attic. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, he had to hit that once every time he went down the hallway and passed it wow. without fail. And if and if he didn't, he would go back and hit it again. If it didn't hit the door and hit mm-hmm. it hard enough to hit the door, he would go back and hit it again. It it was it was it, so it's in our family. Now mm-hmm. with Rod, I I did notice some OCD with certain things that he likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yes, typical with people who are uh, autistic, they Mm -hmm. are compulsive about certain behaviors, certain objects, Mm -hmm. um, certain people they can be compulsive about. Um, But we also tend to overlook the anxiety Mm -hmm. that people with autism have because we just chalk it up to them being autistic and having a stemming situation. Uh, They have anxiety. Mm -hmm. They are anxious because the situation, because their routine has changed that, that, that increases anxiety levels in them. Mm -hmm. But we say, Oh, that's their autism. It's it's anxiety. anxiety. You know, it's anxiety. Exactly. When they, um, when they do get, uh, their mood changes and you rarely see um, with my son, you rarely see a wide range of emotions, Mm -hmm. but when you see that sadness or that person being upset, Mm -hmm. that can, especially for people who have difficulty expressing themselves result in a depression. 
who are they going to talk to if they're nonverbal? Oh, wow, yeah. You know? Think about because because you say well go to therapy mm-hmm. they have to do a different type of therapy right right they can't talk it out right. they have to do a dip, different type of therapy some that's why you'll see some people who have uh been diagnosed with autism they will have um those oh weighted blankets and vests oh. on anxiety that's that's a part of the treatment so mm-hmm. it all ties in this yeah. mental health is such a mystery and oh. it's amazing all at the same time. Yes. And the yes. more we talk about it, the more we'll see how much in common so many of us have. And it's, yes. it, it should just open people's eyes who are prejudiced uh, to others because of whatever differences. It should just open their eyes. These kind of conversations should open people's eyes to say, you know what? instead of focusing on all the differences, let's, let's come together, but it's unfortunately not going to happen, but it just, that's just another example of how closely re- related people really are. Yes. Yes. And I, the, it, the list, the list of things that they have here that says 70% of kids with ASD have at least one, one mental health disorder and mm-hmm. 41% to 50% of kids have two or more mental mm-hmm. health conditions. Mm-hmm. Anxiety affects about half of those with ASD. Yeah. So anxiety is the, the standout. Um, and I think about, <clears throat> because, you know, I, I've been, I, keep, I always say I've been depressed all my life, but, mm-hmm. you know, I started the things that made me different, you know, mm-hmm. it started about six years old and it wasn't until what, 20 or something like that, that I, somebody finally said, you have severe depression, blah, 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 all that time with no diagnosis. Oh, it's just how you are, or it's just your environment. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that it's something real. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Talking about the anxiety. And I remember, you know, talk, remember last, was it last year when you got sick and I went to pick Rod up to meet your mom? And I don't, um, I think that was last year. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that I've ever seen Roderick as anxious as he was. Like it was, it was, it was scary to me and it was Mm -hmm. hard because, and I had to keep, I kept telling him, Oh, mommy's fine. Mommy's fine or whatever. But he Mm -hmm. was so worried about you. And he was so, he wouldn't listen. We didn't put on the blues station. We didn't (laughs) put on anything. He was just so nervous about you. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the first time that I really saw how his anxiety can kick in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it oh. takes over. It, it really takes over his mind and his body. Just like, you know, a lot of other, a lot of other people who have anxiety, it just takes over for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He and does worry about his mommy. Oh, listen, don't even <laughs> talk about mommy. Okay. <laughs> I told you he's your real husband. <laughs> He's the real man in the He's family. The I'm telling, my right. grandmother called it. She said, "Yeah, is the president of the family." Period. That's it. It's him. It's him. You mentioned um, a term, stimming. Can you mm-hmm. tell us what that is? Oh yes. Okay. So stimming is um, a behavior that we see a person on the outside doing. From the outside looking in, we see them doing. And that typically is something that soothes or calms the uh, person who is stemming, uh, an autistic person. So sometimes you'll see them ha- flapping their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it also could just be a release of energy, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's typically a, a soothing type of action that you will see uh, an autistic person doing flapping of hands, rocking of the head. Uh, sometimes they'll even do what you, what the, they uh, say dogs do the zoomies. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll see some kids, uh, some people just take off and run a little bit mm-hmm. and, and, and go back and forth like that. Uh, that's that, that can be stimming behavior. Uh, sometimes the stimming behavior can be injurious, mm-hmm. uh, which, which you have to kind of watch. And uh, sometimes stimming behavior is also running away. So um, it, it can be a variety of things, but it is typically a soothing behavior for them. Okay. So 
and we can we can do this quickly. Um, when you using the anxiety as an example, or maybe the sadness, not only is Rod on the spectrum, but he's um, the communication is different. Uh-huh. So once you recognize that these anxieties or mental health issues are showing up, how how do you recognize it? Number one, and number two, how do you calm it? If that's the right term. Um, typically what Roderick will do is he will stand around you a lot. He won't Mm -hmm. do the activities that he likes to do. He will totally ignore his technology, the phone and games and things like that. He will wring his hands. He'll kind of rock back and forth. He will mention things over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I typically do with him is answer his questions Mm -hmm. And he, this is the time he likes to be touched. So he'll like for me to kind of pat him on his back, rub his back. And Mm -hmm. I, and I sign and talk to him and let him know things are going to be fine or let him know whatever is going on. And I'll be very blunt with him now, uh, or as blunt as I feel like I need to be with him at this age, um, Mm -hmm. because he is technically, he's an adult. And he's seen some things. He's lost people in his life. And um, so I will kind of answer his questions. But with him, because the thoughts can be so cyclical, they can and it can go on for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. um, I have to give him a cutoff. I'll let him know, Okay, we're not going to talk about it anymore. You cannot ask about it anymore today. You can ask one more time tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that'll work. It mm-hmm. took a while for that to work, okay. but it works better now than ever. So, um, and, and that's what a lot of people who are um, caregivers to people with autism, they have to figure out what works for them because when you're talking about almost like snowflakes, so individual, so yes. so yeah, so mm-hmm. different yeah, mm-hmm. for each individual, but that's mm-hmm. what I do for him. Mm-hmm. And um, it took, a, it took years to figure it out and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, and and another quick thing, we'll be here all day. Another quick thing, (laughs) Um, (laughs) like uh, you have a worker that helps out, like Rod stays with a worker. Since I've known you, you, there's always been a worker involved Mm -hmm. and uh, they take him to his favorite activities sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the bowling and the horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And I know how horseback riding specifically helps people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how does, you know, what is his reaction with, with his hobbies, you know, bowling and movies and different things like that? This is where it's really easy to see the, the delay because mm-hmm. that's all he thinks about. He feels like that's something he should do every day. Um, <laughs> there's no limit to the money. There's no limit to the resources. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just like, why can't I go and play in the pool every day all year long? Um, what's the, why can't Carowinds be something I do every day and go to a restaurant and eat every day? And, you know, it's, it's like, why not? I don't understand. So, um, (laughs) he, he enjoys that his, of course he enjoys his activities so much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to have him do things he doesn't want to do. Cause I enjoy, I just want him to be happy. You know, right. Right. <laughs> I just want him to be happy, but, um, he, he's gotten a lot better with, um, letting you know what he wants over the last few years. He's okay. gotten a lot better with being specific about what he wants and when he wants to do things. Um, but he's also gotten a lot better at understanding, okay, there are limits also. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's good because I was having a tough time with that. I mean, he was expecting thousands of dollars to be spent for birthday and Christmas and, and 4th of July and all of that. But, um, one thing I will say about him is that he, if you are there to support him and he feels comfortable with you, he's almost willing to try anything, almost mm-hmm. willing to try anything. And, um, it's kind of, um, what I consider the the cheapest therapy for him that I can provide, which is some uh, some of the things that mm-hmm. he he likes and wants and desires, because I'm one of the few people that can understand what he wants and 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 tries to actually do it for him. So, 
I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I kind of got lost in my answer for a second. <laughs> well, you know, you me. know me in my mind. <laughs> um, you know, it, I'm, I didn't ask this before, but, you know, I know Mama Max. Um, tell us about, and you could do it like two minutes or whatever, your support system. Okay. And, you know, because like I said, I, since I've known you, I've met so many people that have um, taken rod out and different things. Um, tell us about your support system and what it means to you and what it means to rod. Well, um, over the years, we've had a number of people in and out of our lives, which is which in, in so many have been really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the very beginning, from the very first moment he came into the world, <laughs> his Nana was there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she had she and and my dad were uh who is, my dad passed away several mm-hmm. years ago Roger was only four but they were you know instrumental in in caring for for us both actually mm-hmm. and did so much for him in his early years and my mom continues to this day to try to do for her baby when she gets sick she's not worried about herself she's worried about what she's not able to do for her baby (laughs) and she loves her her, you know she loves him she loves him so much and she would take care of him um for weeks on end for years and that was so helpful to me because without that I would not get a mental break of my own um we've also had great people in the school system Mm -hmm. um while we've had our challenges um again the shining stars every time have been the teacher assistants Mm -hmm. when not just in the school system here in in charlotte but also when we were um living in the raleigh area uh, we had great teacher assistants there Mm -hmm. um and they a couple of them like i said took on roles as caregivers Uh, we had uh the bus driver here take on a role as a caregiver Mm -hmm. she was going to do that for free and when Mm -hmm. i told her she could get paid she was like oh really oh okay (laughs) and again became lifelong friends of the family and then we have our friends and our family and like you and my uncle and others who have stepped up and and said i'll take rod you know so Mm -hmm. you can do this or do that and and offer when um most don't so that has been a great help all of you have been a great help one um thing though that i must say is that because roderick was born as a preemie he we were introduced um to the quote-unquote system very early on um and that's because he was considered disabled immediately he because of his his birth uh gestation at birth um so i'm sorry the gestational weeks uh, mm-hmm. the number of gestational weeks at birth he um so we had immediate interventions with social workers and that was that made it easier for us to navigate the system that makes it more difficult for others who jump in later on and mm-hmm. have to be put on waiting lists and things like that we were in place from discharge with from the time he was discharged 20 uh 27 years ago from the hospital (laughs) and when we moved from one county to another so did our services and so a lot of the challenges that people were going or go through um Mm -hmm. we did not have but the system also provided us with caregivers uh and through a discerning eye and lots of uh interviews and and Mm -hmm. patience and time taken we have found some great workers over the years as well so all of that has been a village and i I have my husband as well i don't mean to Mm -hmm. leave leave him out (laughs) you know he's also been a great support and um Mm -hmm. So it's it's just been so so many people, as my mom would say, angels, and and that's what it is. It's truly just been blessings upon blessings upon blessings, and I kept my mind and my heart open a lot because mm-hmm. um, you have to do that in order to to um, not miss opportunities for my son to get to know people and grow his village, right. which he couldn't do on his own. Yeah. Um, such a great mommy, such a great mommy. You know, I say that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, 
I know that you have to go. So I'm, I'm going to sort of fine. touch on these subjects real quick. And going for a Roddy, obviously. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He's important. We got to get yeah, the president <laughs> has called. <laughs> I, um, for Christmas, uh, guys, I had the honor of taking Roderick to get his mommy's Christmas present. <laughs> see what and, I mean about, about my village people, yeah. you see? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, Lynn knows I'm always nervous when I'm alone with Rod. And it's just a communication <laughs> thing. Um, but I was ready to fight. And I was ready to fight the cashier because she was so cold towards him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, until she realized that there was a communication um, you know, difference. And then she wanted to change where it was too late because I was already kicked her ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but I know, listen, even with my grown kids, when we go somewhere, I follow them everywhere. Or, you know, I need to send me a text. What aisle are you in? And, you know, so, <laughs> so, forth. Um, so tell us about taking Rod out. Well, obviously, uh, lots of, of stares from little kids. Um, mm -hmm. especially when Roderick was younger, because mm -hmm. now um, he doesn't have as many tics or stimming behaviors that is obvious. Mm -hmm. um, that's just been a natural change for whatever reason for him. But when he was younger, it stood out. And not only that, his, uh, he would have little tantrums, which made him stand out. People would stare, but most times it was little kids. Mm -hmm. So I will say this, the experience that you had, I am lucky to never have had with my child, as far mm -hmm. as I can remember. Um, one of the workers had another incident similar to that, except this person did not change their attitude once mm -hmm. they realized that there was a challenge there. Um, and they didn't also realize that they messed with the wrong worker. But um, <laughs> I never have had to deal with uh, an unruly adult. Okay. And I'm very glad I have not because most times it is just me and, and Roderick. Right. And if I do have to do something or say something, I don't know how I would react because that is my child and I'm so protective, exactly. but I don't want to step over the line that would cause me to be separated from him for even longer, you know, See? than I need to be, uh, if that makes sense. I, you and I, need. <laughs> I was ready to break out the, the, the whooping, you know? I mean, I might, I, I, maybe for another child, but all I keep thinking that what stays in the back of my mind truly is like, well, if I go down, where's Roderick? I'm taking him with me and I can't do that. So it's like, who's going to keep him then? Who's going to watch him? So I try to keep my cool, but I really, I really, truly haven't run across a lot of adults. Like most times I get the wow look because we're using sign language. Right. I get the, I would love to know sign language. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, that's what I get. And I'm very grateful for that because I know that's not everybody's story. I know that's not everybody's situation. Yeah. And um, I, I am grateful for that. Roderick mm -hmm. is such a, a caring person. He really um, and he's such a sweet guy that mm -hmm. people all, it's like people tend to fall in love with him <laughs> and they don't even know him. You know, after a few minutes, it's like, oh, I love him. Oh, he's so sweet. I mean, he has people at fast food restaurants falling in love with him. He's so sweet. It's like, he, what did he do? Order a cheeseburger and got a biggie fry. I mean, but no, I'm just, but he is, he is a sweet no, guy. He is, he is a sweet, he's a sweet guy. And, and so luckily mom has not had to be the lioness mm -hmm. uh, that has not had to come out. But it's there just so everybody knows in case you do run across us <laughs> and you have something negative to say, keep it to yourself. Please keep it to yourself because I, it could be a teachable moment for, for all of us or it could go down a different way.
Exactly. Um, yeah, that was a twin coming out. That was a twin coming out. <laughs> Listen, especially if the other twin finds out. What? So, we coming to your house. I'm saying, I'm saying it's going to be two times as deadly. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we got our bail money. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I love this. See, how we lo- and look, we all we have a sense of humor in mm-hmm. spite of it all. You have to laugh, and that's why I love my twin. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, guys, that she's not lying. Everywhere we go, um, he he does. Um, you know, <laughs> oh my goodness, he's so sweet, and you know, and then there's a ten minute long conversation. It's like, lady, we need to eat. We're hungry. Right. Oh, okay, I'm coming right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh what look we were remembered at the restaurant too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah i remember you all from the last time you're gonna be our waitress no i was just coming over here to speak right um and it i just think that it's wonderful you know or you know the way people reach out oh well i have a family member yeah that is deaf yes. and um you know the 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 sign and paint you know i always yes um but quickly, guys, you know how everybody's doing the sip and paint. Well, Lynn happened to find people that do sign and paint. And it's people that are hearing impaired in their families coming mm-hmm. together to paint, mm-hmm. you know, and it is absolutely fascinating. It, it always fascinates me, to me. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. Yes. That you were yes. able to find these, this community of people because, yeah. like you said, he is 27 years old. So we mm-hmm. don't want to stay home with Legos. Right. Do something different. And he exactly. Just, listen, he's an artiste, okay? With these old <laughs> <those> pictures. <laughs> oh, gosh. And look, I, I know we have to end it soon, very soon. But I have to, I have to say this. Um, because one of the things that people do when I, it does, it opens up conversations and I love sharing little tidbits with people mm-hmm. and resources. And I will say this first, UNC teach T E A C C H. Um, they may not, I, I'm not sure what their reputation is now, but mm-hmm. I'm giving a shout out to them okay. because they are the ones that fought with me for this diagnosis. They are the ones that did the assessments, provided resources early on, mm-hmm. and they stuck by our side for a long time that's how we were able to get diagnosed it wasn't a pediatrician or anything else it was unc teach um the other thing i have to uh, um give notice about is uh give a little praise to is the autism society of north carolina that they offer a plethora of resources and it's not always just about medical help and things Mm -hmm. like that it's about us as caregivers as well Mm -hmm. um and they offer a great uh, they offer a great summer camp or all year camp. Actually, they do activities all year round called okay. Camp Royal, okay. um, and that's one of the places that Roderick loves. So I just mm-hmm. needed to be sure to get those mentioned before we end it. Okay, and I'm going to make sure that. Um, and if you want to text me, I will include those with the transcript. Absolutely, um, be there for people. And I'm I'm also going to include CPCC because yes, I, I never told you this, but you know, if I talk to someone and, and mention Rod going to school and people will ask, well, is there a special program or whatever? And I just thought it, you know me, I think everything's fascinating about Rod, mm-hmm. but, you know, getting up and going to college, <laughs> it just blew my mind. Um, and he so, is a college student, according yes. to CPCC yes. full time. Yes, yes. And and so this all ties into what I was going to say next. Um so is it just CPCC and the, is there a name of a program or is it just CP? The program is I lead okay. and it stands for something, but I can't remember exactly <laughs> what, but it is I lead and it, and the, it stands for something about leadership though, and, and them leading their own lives and, and okay. getting goals for themselves and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- that led me into the last thing to ask for three pieces of advice. But I'm going to change it now since you already gave you gave us that information. <laughs> I want you to give me before we sign off one thing, and it could be anything, but one thing that will help someone who has a child that has not been diagnosed. One thing that a caregiver, mommy, daddy, family member, friend, where they can get resources or 
a piece of advice for them. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, tell us Roderick's favorite color. And how you <laughs> found out that that was his favorite color. <laughs> and how I found out that was his favorite color. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. I think I remember the first one was, <laughs> the first question was. If, if um, someone is trying to get their child diagnosed. Oh, right. Okay. What I will say is don't just stop at a pediatrician. Please, okay. please, please Google the resources that are in your area. There is now way more uh, help available with diagnosis and early treatment and, and um, than there was 27, 28 years ago. So okay. please don't just rely on your pediatrician. Be your own, be your child's advocate. And Google is the best thing that has been friggin' invented. Listen. I mean, it it has a lot of BS on there, but it has such great information on there. Use it to Google what is available in your area. Right. Um, okay. What was question number two? Because mommy has a bad memory. Is, um, what <laughs> um, for caregivers? That are oh, okay. And this is going to be a little unconventional because I am not the social media person. <laughs> I have found one of the best, and I wish I would have written their name down. Oh, I feel bad. It is there is a, but there there's more than one. There's a group on Facebook that offers support for children. Uh, I mean, for parents and caregivers of people with autism. Um, and we're talking those who are just diagnosed, those who are going through the process of diagnosis, those who have been in it like me for years and years, Mm -hmm. we offer information that, um, is, is just invaluable and not just information, but I've even gone on there and just said, you, you know, vented and with one sentence, I get 500 people with yeah. taking the time to give a comment, a hug, a, a heart. And that makes all the difference in the world when you're going through a hard, you know, a hard moment. And mm-hmm. we all have them. But yeah. I have found that platform to be such a great one and a reliable one. Um, okay. And it's free. So yeah. and that's great. Free. Yes. Um, and, I w- and, if, and I will send you the name of the one I've joined. So okay. you can add that. Um, I just don't know it right now. And <laughs> Roderick's favorite color changes over time. <laughs> I know this because that's one of the questions that I ask him. <laughs> However, the most consistent one has been orange. Believe it or not, Twenty. Really? Yes. Really? That's yes, color. I know. And that's why <laughs> I laughed when you asked that question, because that has been he has said that on more than one occasion. And he's also said red before. And that's why I was sticking to the red. I thought it was just the red. <laughs> no, he said red before. So it's it's changed a couple of times. So I think he likes he likes certain and it depends on maybe what he's talking about. What yeah. you know what okay. object it is or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> so orange, orange and red, those are the two that he likes the most. And I found out just because I asked and he told me. So those <laughs> he can answer some concrete questions and, and mm-hmm. it's just been interesting to get him to do that. Cause I asked him who his favorite person was. Was, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> it's grandma. Grandma is his favorite person. So I, I wanted to leave this on a high note and let everybody know that you still can get shaded by your autistic kid. <laughs>
knowledge in different things when it comes to our children. Absolutely. But your um your your knowledge is amazing. And I can tell you, and this is not just because you're my twinster, that guys, when we're out or we're going somewhere, Lynn will always stop and tell, talk to somebody <laughs> if they want some advice. And I, I always say that you and Gina, I can never go out with you, can never go out with you guys because Gina will be in one aisle giving somebody her <laughs> whole heart and you'd be in the other aisle giving somebody some advice. But that's, you know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. have the knowledge, we give it away. And Absolutely. so I, I'm going to put you on the spot and tell you right now that uh -oh. if someone reaches out to me based on this interview and your caregiver interview, I will definitely pass it along. Please and do. work with you to get the answer. Please um, do. Please do. <laughs> And I um, love spreading great messages. <laughs> yes, it's important. Yes. Um, and as I always say, your support for me is immeasurable. And thank you so much for doing this again. Guys, she will be back. She doesn't know, but she will be back because I know. <laughs> we are going to look, we are going to put a comedy podcast yes, in the works. Well, yes. at least uh, yes. at least one episode on here, <laughs> and 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 I hope people will enjoy it. And I do. I told somebody. I told somebody just last night that I want to start a separate podcast as if I can can't keep up with this one. But um, You're doing great. Thank though. you, thank you for taking the time to come back and share your wisdom with us. Guys, say thank you to Lynn. <laughs> thank you uh, again. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm just grateful. I can't say anything more than that. I'm grateful. <laughs> grateful for you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you guys for listening. I know we probably went a little bit over uh, my usual, but you know, once I start talking, forget it. Uh, <laughs> and this is important. So remember that it's Autism Awareness Month, um, a great time to become aware research facts. Like Lynn said, like I always say, Google is the shit. Get on there. If you don't know, there's no excuse because you have it at your feet. Again, email me, text me, anything. If you have questions for Lynn, please reach out. Thank you guys for your support always. If you don't already, go follow me everywhere. Even with depression, I'm everywhere. Um, reach out to me. Let me know what you think of the episode. Listen, share. I, and I always tell you guys, listen, I mean, you don't have to share everything, but there are certain subjects like this one that I would love for you to share. Um, thank you to Illumination Media and Technology for helping out. You guys stay peaceful and happy and safe. Take care. Thank you. Bye, Miss Lynn. Bye. <laughs>